0: As a thank you to tonight's guest, Speak LA will be making a donation to our guest's charity of choice, Building Bridges. Tonight's episode of Speak LA, the podcast is sponsored by Actors Connection. Before we begin, one of the things we most often hear from our listeners is how hard it is to find an agent. If this is something you are struggling with, go to ispeakla.com and download our free agent package now. Listen, there's no shame in not having an agent, but we want to help you get one. So go to IspeakLA.com and grab the free agent guide now. <coughs>
1: Hey, Jen. Hey, Kim. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. I'm good. I am really looking forward oh, yeah. to yeah, Anne Cusack. Cusack. I know. Oh, Just a consummate actress. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite show
0: that she's been oh, on? Oh, um, I mean, right I now, mean, Better Call Saul, Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Huge fan, huge fan too. Yeah. She's such a wealth of information. Yeah, but I mean, I've watched her forever. We I all know. have, right? I know, yeah, I know. She's I'm
1: excited. Just... Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before uh, we talk to Anne, mm. you know, I love to hear what you're up to. Oh, thank you're you. You're welcome. So nice of you to ask. <laughs> um, I want to hear about one thing that you've been up to, but it has to be LA related.
0: Oh. Yes. I wish I had prepared for this. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, here's an LA thing for you. Okay. Um, So we have this neighbor in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what makes a neighbor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who lives a couple doors down from us. She is 98 years old. No. Yeah. Get out. Completely, you know, lives by herself, like goes for walks, like. Totally, who you want to be when you're 98 years old? Used to be an actor, by the Aww. way. I know. And um, does she have white hair? She does. Aww. She's gorgeous. Um, she has all these fruit trees in her backyard. She's like a grapefruit tree and a lemon tree. And a, so she invited my daughter and I to come over and pick fruit off her tree. Oh, gosh. and I just thought as we were doing it, it was such a like quintessential yeah. California moment where I was like, it's the middle of February and we are picking fruit off of a tree in the backyard classic
1: right? southern california <laughs> so la <laughs> love it how old were you when you came to la
2: i was 29
1: and where did you come from
2: i came from chicago
1: oh what is the day job you had when you were coming up
2: um, a rite of passage for most actors and actresses is being a waiter or waitress, and I certainly was that. <laughs> Let's see. I also was uh, ran a dance studio in Washington, D.C., so I was kind of running a wow. dance studio. Did a little arts administration. Mm-hmm.
0: At what age did you get your first job in the entertainment industry? Do you consider
2: theater? Yeah. Or, okay. Then I, I, I was young. I was in my... Um, because I started improvising and training although I didn't realize it at the time. So I, I would say I was maybe 11, 12. Wow. Oh. And what what was that job? Well, it was in a it was in a theater company. I was in a professional children's company. So who is
0: an actor who influenced you?
2: Oh my god, there's so many. How hmm. do I answer that? <laughs> oh my god. Let's see in terms of like uh watching on Either stage or film or television. Gina Rollins, mm. Anna Mignani in The Rose Tattoo, A Woman Under an Influence, Gina Rollins. Um, you know, and then, of course, there's the great you know, Meryl Streep, obviously, I have to say. Catherine Hepburn, a lot of the great actresses from the 40s and 50s and the older movies. Um, I love watching them. God, who else? There's so many. I'm drawing a blank. That, well, that's a good list. OK. <laughs> we'll start with that. Um,
0: How long did it take uh, of living in Los Angeles before it started to feel like home to you?
2: It took a long time. I would say, because I was very myopic, like I'm here to get a job and um, then I'll go live my life, you know. Um, It took me about five years, Hmm.
0: five or six years. Mm -hmm. If you had to sum up L.A. in one word, what would that word be?
2: Complicated. (laughs) Complicated. That's
1: perfect. (laughs) Complicated. It's very
2: complicated. (laughs) It's complicated. Yeah.
1: Welcome Anne. Welcome Anne. I love you. Thank you. That's so nice. So happy. To have you today? Yeah,
2: no, I'm th- I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> really, we've been looking. Let's make it about you. <laughs> what do you want to know? What do you need to know? What are, get, where are you in your this. process? <laughs> That's so much more interesting to me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm actually interested in you right now. Yeah, me too. Right, so, okay. you know, my first question that we mm-hmm. love to start with is just: Was there a moment that you had? Growing up, where you were like, "I want to be an actress. This is something that I want to do."
2: I knew really young that you that's did. what I wanted to do. I I knew um, uh, when I was about eight or nine.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and that's when I started. When I was nine, I started um, improvising and doing a lot of story theater techniques, Viola um, Spolin, Paul Sills, that kinds of stuff. So um, I started doing that. So I mostly was training in that from about nine through 18. So, and then I went away to um, a conservatory musical theater program, and then I left that, and then I studied in New York at Circle and Square for a couple years, and then I studied with David Mamet for a couple years, and then I completely left, went into music for a minute, and then I I ended up coming back to Chicago and got a Homemakers commercial, and then I did a, a little small Thing and then I got a league of their own, and that
0: wow.
2: that brought me to Los Angeles.
1: Wow! Did you ever think you would be coming out to LA? Was that part of the plan, or was no, that no? I mean, I thought of...
2: I thought I would be more. You know, my parents were from the East Coast, and you know, it was at in, at that point when I was growing up, the whole thing was like New York and Broadway and theater, and um, you know, so I I never um, my siblings started um, uh, ended up coming out to Los Angeles. Uh, they're younger than I am so they kind of introduced the whole idea of sort of Los Angeles and then when I got the film it was you know that was that was it so you booked that movie back there I booked it in Chicago yeah oh wow yeah were they was it shot there no it wasn't um it was shot uh we shot it in um Kentucky Indiana and Illinois and uh, we started the training for it um, in Los Angeles. That's where it was sort of based, and then, and then we shot on location for about three months. So it was
0: such a great. If anybody in this room has not seen that movie, <laughs> go home and watch it. It's, it's so a great. Good. It's a great,
2: you know, female movie, it's and, so good. and it's you know about know. these great women in the '40s who who were baseball. Yeah. You know, we're we're serious athletes and players, and and you know, Penny Marshall directed it, and it was. Um, it pretty much changed the trajectory of my life in terms of bringing me here to Los Angeles and starting me in film and television and and um it changed pretty much everybody in the movie's life. did you know when
0: you booked it that no. it, it was about that everything was about to change? No like, did you have no something? idea?
2: no, N- not at all. It wasn't you know, never saw that that was sort of coming. I just was, you know, I just remember, you know, Tom Hanks is in it, and Madonna, and Gina Davis, and, you know, I'd never, I'd been on film sets before, and that kind of thing, but, you know, oh my god, you know, I just wanted to get through the, you know, I just didn't want to make an ass out of myself, and I didn't want my scenes cut out of the movie, I, I wanted to be able to just not ma- be a total idiot in front of these people, I mean, I was utterly intimidated, and, awestruck you know wow. so yeah, so it was just sort of like all right let me get me through the day at one point I had um it was so like intense and stressful I ended up getting 11 cold sores on the bottom my bottom lip oh my god Yeah. so you know Penny's like I go Penny I, I don't you know she goes just put your hands over your mouth <laughs> just put your hand you can yell that way okay duck slow pond you know that sort of thing. <laughs> That's a really good impression of her. <laughs> well, I was around her for a long time, so she ended up becoming a, a friend. You know, uh, I was very love her. Yes, yes. R. I. P. Yeah. Do you
0: is because you talk about feeling nervous? Is mm-hmm. that something you've dealt with through the? Course I think of you your... always do. I yeah. mean, I
2: think it do, it doesn't matter. I mean, you guys probably know that whenever you gotta get the stage or you're going to do a scene or whatever you're you're always there's always a certain kind of nervousness and excitement that Mm -hmm. that happens so yeah and then depending on who you're getting to work with or play you know that can be just sort of a little like because you want to do a good job you know you want to be connected and feel authentic and be interesting and you know whatever it is you just you know you want so there's always a certain level of nervousness Mm -hmm. that but the more you do it and the more you know what you you know and feel confident in what you're doing you know the the less the nervousness is not so much am I gonna fuck up Mm -hmm. as it is more you you just want to play you want to get in there and do it you know so
1: so do you have something sort
2: of tangible that you used to do to deal with those nerves I really I I make sure I really know my lines yeah yeah and I know them backwards and forwards and insides and outs so that no matter what happens, I, I at least know sort of what I'm yeah. saying. And, um, yep, yeah, you know, that's one major thing that I do. And the other is I, I, I do meditation and um, or just kind of quieting and calming and, you know, trying to mm-hmm. keep yourself still and try to do, you know, that Positive talk with yourself, like yeah, I can do it, and you know, I've I've worked with Tom before, and he's a really good guy. I can do this. I can I I can do this, and you know, Aaron Eckhart's really lovely, but okay, I can do it. I can talk (laughs) to him. It's okay. Everybody's got their own way of working, and I'm good. You know, just whatever you know, so that you you put yourself in a place where else, yeah. I, yeah. guess, I don't know if that answers oh, the question. oh no it's you know in fact we've heard that answer yeah both those answers
0: recently Jonathan Silverman said the thing about knowing his lines up and down yeah 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 um, he said he like over prepared like people make fun of him because he's so he prepares no so much news. I mean That's you'll, he gets you'll know
2: for yourself like yeah. you know what you're nervous and when you don't feel comfortable or confident in your own skin or whatever it is I mean you you know what those feelings are so it's just what do you what do you need to do in order to you know, calm that down and get yourself in a place where it's fun. Mm. You know, you're designed to do this. If you're an actor, you don't have a choice. (laughs) You don't have a choice. You you have to do it. So it's the blessing and the curse. So it's just getting yourself in a place where it's like, yeah, I'm here. So that means I deserve to be here and I want to play and I want to have fun and I can contribute something and I know what I know. And if I don't know something, then I'm going to ask. Do you know what I mean? It's just have confidence in what you know and then what you don't know, ask. Mm. And it's okay. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're stupid or you don't know or you're inexperienced or whatever it is. You know, every, every job is a, is a different dance, you know?
1: We hear a lot about confidence. Like is that being, you know, people talk about it as seeing it when an actor comes into the room and there's that thing about them. And we, we ask people, we're like, well, what is it that you see? And they'll say, well, it was this Confidence, kind of—that's what like
0: showrunners and directors say yeah, and, a lot, and
1: casting directors, mm-hmm. and and then we also hear yeah. from actors as well. And and I'm always curious to hear like it, it, from you when you talk about confidence, like how do you build that? Like how is that something you develop? Because acting is, as you know, like very—it's <laughs> scary, a very, it's scary <laughs> and it's not a, a straight linear path in this.
2: It world. isn't at all. Um, I I mean I I think the confidence comes. If you know that you're, in, that you're supposed to be an actor or an artist, and you know that, you know that's a fact of your being, you have no other choice, start with that as a, uh, as a way of building your confidence. And the rest of it is we're a work in progress. So the confidence also comes in terms of you dealing with who you are as a person. And your um, development, and what your you know the demons you have, and working through that stuff, and whatever your the the because we all have we all come from wacky hijinks and dysfunction and all that stuff, and take care of it. You know, pay pay attention to that so that it becomes a strength, not something that's debilitating for you in terms of moving through the world as a human being. I mean, your your art and your. The acting and the jobs you have are one aspect of who you are in your life. Don't ever let it define you or validate you. Don't go outside for your validation. It's always an inside job. And the biggest thing within this industry is that everybody keeps trying to look outside of themselves mm-hmm. to validate who they are and why they're here. And that's, that's when you give up your power. That's when you can't own a room when you walk into an audition. Because just by nature, the, an audition is about the worst possible experience you could have. <laughs> it's all about being judged. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Completely judged. And do you look right? Do you sound right? Do you have that right thing? Are you charming? Are you funny? Are you interesting? Are you weird? You know, you never know what people are wanting. And there's so many reasons why people get their jobs that have absolutely nothing to do with whether you're talented or not. Mm. Or whether you should or not get the job, so it's learning how to take that sort of stuff off, and um, it's it's sort of it seems like kind of a self-absorbed thing to say, but fall in love with yourself in a healthy way. You gotta love being with your your own yourself, your company, who you are. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy and like and fall in love with somebody else. But it's you You have to enjoy who you are and want to be who you are and want to enjoy your the process of you evolving and becoming who you are and what you want to be and what you want to say in the world as an artist and who you want to work with. And the more you do that, you're living, you're, you're grounding yourself in who you are so that the outside world doesn't have to have a lot of power over you. And that's what comes off as confidence. Mm. So that when you walk into a room, I mean, the other thing about casting is, just on a side note, if you come from um, the UK, you come from Australia, you come from anywhere else in the world, casting directors in Los Angeles tend to feel that you can be any kind of character you wanna be, you can do any kind of dialect. If you're an American actor here, when you walk in the room, you have to be that actor. They they cast you because they think you are that person or you have those qualities. So it's not that you can't play a lot of different women or a lot of different men, mm-hmm. but they think you are that part. So the minute you walk in, if you're this, you know, um, you know, you're playing the Queen of England, you got to walk in that room and you just take charge, you know. Or if it's someone who's absolutely terrified and can't look people in the face, then you, you know, you have to. Uh, you, you, you kind of have to walk in the room, room that way and, and um, you know, talk to them. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's very weird that we have to do that sort of as actors. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's kind of they think you are the part you aren't, you know? Yeah. I mean, I play a lot of mother roles, mm-hmm. and I've never been a mother. I mean, I've been an aunt, and I've worked with at-risk kids, and I've done all that sort of stuff. But I've never really been a mother. I've never gone through being pregnant and having having given labor, and you know, having issues with my child or any of that sort of stuff. But they always see me as a mom. You know, it's something either about my energy or who I am or whatever it is that I always get cast as the mom. You know, so it's you know, I started out as the the sitcom mom and then, you know, now I've done roles where I'm now the alcoholic mom whose son, has been, <laughs> whose son has been, you know, kidnapped eight years ago and I still haven't given up trying to find it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and now that I'm getting older and I'm a woman of a certain age, <laughs> and I've earned every wrinkle, um, you know, now I'm playing like judges or, or you know you know, crusty judges and that kind of stuff, so. Um, but, you know, the I, I think the point is the confidence comes in that you're grounded and know who you are, and you like who you are, and you want to be who you are. You don't want to be somebody else, you know, and that you know that you have every right to be in that room when you walk in there, and that you do have something to give when you come on a set. That doesn't mean that you don't negotiate or, you know, there's going to be always crazy dynamics, you know, depending on who's calling who's running the show. But does that sort of answer oh, the yeah. question? Does yeah. that sort of answer? It? you said That's so 30. many things <laughs> I love. I I just I'm really
0: like what really I mean so much of what you said, but what I really loved is the sentence you said about um don't go looking for validation because you said it's always an inside job. That's such a well, cool it is. way to say it. Like
2: the, thing, the yeah. thing is is that our, our job is – there's the job, which, you know, where you get to actually, you know, play the role and interact and engage with people. There's that job, and then there's getting the job. Mm-hmm. There are two different things, and it, um, getting the job is going to take as much energy until you start, you know, getting – you know things start getting you get cast you start getting you know a resume of things to do and you know who who you know who knows where your career can go that becomes a little bit of a different thing but there's always a hustle it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're just starting out or you can greenlight movies there's always there's always oddly a hustle that's always going on in terms of people wanting roles or trying to work with people or film projects or whatever it is so it it just so, you know it it doesn't really matter where you are in the process there it's always a there's always a kind of hustle but it's just on different levels
0: that's such a great thing to say because i think we all think oh if i could just get to this place then i can relax
2: then i can yeah, some there the, there is a little bit yeah. there is a, you know at certain points you, you do you can a little bit but you're you you still have to sort of hustle and and our industry is is there's no security in it. We're constantly interviewing for a job, whereas most of the world, you know, they, they interview for a job, they get a job, and they're in it for however many years or whatever it is. But we're, once our, you know, a job, unless you're a series regu- regular on a show that goes on for 15 years, which is not usual, um, it happens, but it doesn't usual, you're, you, you can't look outside of yourself for safety or security. You're not gonna find it. If you want it in this, if you want those things, um, outside of yourself, this is wrong, the wrong industry to be in. You have to look at faith, security, trust, faith. It's all inside. It's all, in, it's all an interior ride. And you have to trust that you um, develop your instincts, trust your gut. If you feel um, those are important tools in terms of for anything in your life aside from like work and jobs with people it's just listen to that that's one thing we as artists have when we're training is to to develop our instincts and to develop that gut voice listen to it it knows what it's telling you in terms of what's good for you it doesn't mean what it says for you is good for me it's good for you and it's going to help keep you safe and keep guiding you in how to navigate if you get a hit about someone like ah, uh, this doesn't feel right, I don't want I don't, to do this audition, don't. Don't do it. There's, it's telling you something. Our instincts are very developed that way because we're trained to do that. Most people don't unless they kind of go into therapy or decide to do workshops or seekers. But that's a, a side benefit of our training that we get. Listen to it. It, 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 will, it really will help you. It'll protect you.
1: I really like that because I think so, ma- so many of us, when we're beginning, especially starting out, we have so much anxiety yeah. about, and, and we think, well, we have to do this, or, or I got to do this, or if I don't do this, then this isn't going to happen. And, mm-hmm. and we yeah. often
2: override our instincts that, that say, Pretty much, don't, do don't, that. don't ever, if, when, when you're afraid, or that negative voice kind of kick, k- kicks in, because we all got that, that negative cr- critical voice that tends to at- attack us. Don't listen to it and never believe it because it's not true. It's not true. Your fears are not based in any reality. If you track the fear and you go to where it's going, if you really go all the way to it, it's not true. Don't listen to it. (laughs)
1: Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go no, ahead. Oh no, no, please keep going. <laughs> no, <laughs> I it's don't want
2: to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. It's just that, that <laughs> so everything, everything you need and you have, and that's part of the process, and in terms of being able to navigate in this industry, and it's a brutal industry, you'll meet some amazing people, and you probably have already met them right now in this room if you're working with and training them. It's, it's an industry of relationships. So it's keep them, you know, and you find people that you connect with, and you, um, um, you, you find people that you like to work. You s- have the similar visions of, of the kinds of things you want to create, the stories you want to tell, the projects that you want to do. It's, you guys are going to be the next Meryl Streep's and, and De Niro's, and, you know, you, you're, it's all possible right there. So it's all about relationships. So develop the ones that you have around, you trust, and then, you know, it's, as you go into the industry, I mean, this is going to sound really crazy, but um, have manners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have manners in the sense that it's, it's, it's actually simple and it has, um, and I've had a, had a couple of experiences where as a result of, of that, why, why, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, but the, base, the basic manners are you say please and thank you. And if someone does a favor for you, you absolutely have to say thank you. If that person um, helped you get an audition, you know, you do a little, you know, depending on what they do for you, how they help you in some way. Because in this industry, and for us as we're moving, no matter where you are in it, it's about helping and being helped. So if somebody helps you, as I said, you say thank you. If they help you get a job, you send them flowers they get you a a role on as as a series regular, you buy them something really nice. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and that makes a difference because when people make an effort for you and you acknowledge it, they don't forget you. There's a lot of unkindness, there's a lot of abuse that can be in the industry and you'll see it, you'll meet it, We we all go through it. And it's just there because we're human beings and there's various levels of dysfunction and people find trying to find their way and some are really assholes and sorry. And some you know, some are really lovely, you know, lovely people. So if you are kind and you actually say please and thank you, you're remembered. You really are. I mean it's so it's it's always fascinating to me, like when I with certain crews or other actors, that when I've just said thank you or please, they remember me, they're more open to me, if I need to ask a favor, you know, and I try not to be too um, burdensome in certain ways, they're willing to do it. The very nature of film and television is kind of an addictive dynamic. It's really dysfunctional, you know, you go on a set for two months, three months, and all life is supposed to stop. Nowhere else in the world does a job ever do that. Do you know, so and you're forced into these relationships and intimacies with people that you may not ever actually choose yourself in your day to day life, but yet you're in this dynamic, so it's very intense. You know, it can be. So, if you're kind and you say thank you, and you're working 17 hour days, you know, and the crew is only getting like maybe five hours. You know, you make the effort to, instead of just like leaving your clothes on the trailer floor, you actually pick them up, put them on the, even though it's four in the morning, and you put them on the, the, the hangers, and you put the shoes there, and you take that stuff so that the costume people can then just quickly move in and take it out. It means a lot. It's, those little things can really have an impact if you're aware of what other people's jobs are and what they're doing, and that you make an effort to help them in that way. They don't forget you, you know, it's yeah. it's it, it really and but that's also nice in terms of just being human beings, you know. But it, it does make a difference. Harold Ramis, do you do you know you know who Harold Ramis is, the director? He did um, Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters. Uh, He did Groundhog Day. Um, He worked with Bill Murray and a lot of um, the sort of comedians. And um, I I did a film with him and Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell. And, you know, he was saying, um, we were talking in what's called Video Village, usually, which is, you know, you've got the monitors and the directors there and the script supervisor and the producers and whoever else. And they're watching the... You know, they're watching the takes. So I was, we were waiting in between setups and, you know, he, we were just talking about, um, you know, the set and I was saying it's just so lovely here and everybody's so nice and competent and that's not always the case. He goes, well, I just don't, you know, if I'm going to be working with these people for, you know, over a year, you know, I want to like them. You know, they, need, they don't have to personally like them and want to invite them over to your house for dinner all the time, but you want to have that professionalism, which is, you know, you, you show up, you know your lines, you know what you're doing, you're willing to work and collaborate. Um, you say, you know, you do say sort of please and thank you, as I said. I mean, that's, you know, kind of um, keeping it simple, but um, uh, gets to the sort of the heart of it in terms of the treatment of people. Those things make a difference people will remember you if you do that. And if you consistently do it, you then begin to have a reputation because as much as we don't like it, there's gossip. People talk. We do it among ourselves all the time. Yeah. So you the only thing you can control because you can't control anybody's anybody else's thoughts or feelings about you, what they think or or don't and frankly it's none of your business anyway, but it's it's really um that's what you can control, is how you interact with people and how you treat them and how you behave and how you allow yourself to be treated in that way. So you don't have to be a doormat. I'm certainly not saying that. Don't let people run over you. You shouldn't. Um, but it's, it's really... It, uh, that has a big thing. That's how you can kind of control your own... Um, whatever is going to be said or not about you. In terms of how, how people oh yeah, she's she's lovely to work with, she's great, she's really nice, you know, and she's good. She's got to, you know, she picks her battles, you know, when she really needs to push a push a point, then you know, she does it, but otherwise she's willing to see other points of views or how you do it or work it or problem solve, you know, that kind of thing.
1: I love that. Yeah. Me too. It's like creating the energy around you.
2: Yeah. On I mean, side, yeah.
1: You know, making sure. And insurance. just being
2: a decent yeah. human being. Kindness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really ugly out there now. You know that. I mean, what's going on in this country? It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. The level of corruption, the craziness, and this whole divisive way of moving. There's so much that we can't control in our lives. But what we can is how we think and feel and how we choose to respond to things. So, and how you choose to interact and treat other people, it really makes a difference. It can have an impact more than you know. And a lot of times you can, there are millions of way, reasons how, why people get jobs. Sometimes it's literally, and I've had all the experiences I've had from literally walking in, uh, auditioning and getting the job without them ever having known me before. And then I've gotten jobs because I had done, one job I, I, I ended up getting, I was hired because I had worked with this other director and one, on the first show I had done where I had worked with her, um, one of the actors was a recovering alcoholic and had fallen off the wagon. So there was a lot of tension and a lot of um, strange dynamics going on but I was able to kind of navigate it and do it and it ended up sort of working. So, and I just did my job, I showed up, I took, you know, I engaged with people the way I did. I didn't get involved in anybody's business that I wasn't supposed to or deal with. And so, um, I said please and thank you. And so, um, she was working on another show and there was a similar situation where another one of the actresses had fallen off the wagon. And so I ended up, as a result of how I behaved on that job before, I got this one. And they just offered it to me. Because wow. she she had worked with me before. She knew what, we had a good relationship. I was able to navigate that sort of stuff. Now, I, I mean, I haven't had that thing given again. and There, there was that, a very specific dynamic going on. But she hired me again because of my ability to navigate a kind of dicey dynamic and that I just showed up and I was professional and I did my job and you know I you know wasn't a, you know negative or doing misery loves company or that sort of right. stuff so God, you just never know right you just never know you don't stuff. i mean it's 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 a it's fantastic there's so many crazy adventures you're going to go on mm-hmm. and some of them are just you can't believe you get to do it and then there's others you're going oh, my God, what What is happening here?
0: So sadly, we are getting the cue that we're out of time. But I I have to tell you guys two things, which is, first of all, which I should have said before, just that Anne is doing this for no pay and out of the goodness of her heart for being here. So thank you so much for that. Um, Yeah, really. Um, (laughs) And secondly, that when we were backstage before we came out, um, that you said to us, I'm not sure I really have much to say. And like, right. you have been the easiest guest to interview because oh, you have really? so many oh brilliant. I mean, I feel like I want to go home and no, write down everything. No, it's fantastic. No. Are you kidding? Okay. You've been amazing. Thank you. um, so, thank you. You're really, welcome. I've learned so much tonight. Um, we always like to end with um, what we call an LAism, because um, our podcast is uh, about acting, but also about. LA, Uh um, which is just a question that we ask, which is, is there anything about LA that you have noticed that is unique to only LA?
2: Well, as um, Betty Davis said, Mm. whenever possible, take fountain. (laughs) (laughs) And she's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's still good advice. It's still still good advice. (laughs) <laughs> Whenever possible, take fountain. That's
0: perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, we didn't have to end. I know. Me so too. Nice oh, to sit here
2: well, and thank you so much for having oh, me. Thank it's you so much. So thank you for so being wonderful. here. It was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: <clears throat> Thanks so much for listening to Speak La the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. That's podcast. Seriously, do it. Like now. (laughs) Like now. For more information on Speak LA, go to
0: ispeakla.com. This episode of Speak LA the Podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection is a professional development company for actors of all ages and levels with complimentary resources, seminars, master classes taught by directors and casting directors, and the best agent showcases in town. For more information about programs in LA, New York, and Atlanta, go to actorsconnection.com.
1: Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of
0: HomeVoiceOverStudio.com. My name is Camille Thornton-Alson. And I'm Jen Jostin, and we are the founders of Speak LA. Find us at ispeakla.com. And join us next time for our next podcast live, where we are talking to Alana Masterson from The Walking Dead. Come out and see us. Details for that podcast are at ispeakla.com.